Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash sunismiley. He always behave himself and uh, do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sun and Smiley Podcast. We are at episode 73. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I got a chance to stay home and work at a club that's relatively close to home this past weekend at Laugh Lines Comedy Club in New Westminster, British Columbia. Great shows. Crowds are great. Although something happened a little bit out of ordinary this weekend, and I'm actually going to be talking about this story. As we go, but it was nice to be home. I spent a lot of time watching Caesar Malong training his dogs, because as I live in a condo unit with a lot of other people, my two little Chihuahuas, you know, they're not the best well-behaved animals on the planet. They're not horrible. It's just they don't like noises, like all little dogs. You know, they're only about three and four pounds each. And so we bought this camera called Furball to watch what they're doing when we're not home and to see if they're barking because it will actually give us some barking um, notifications on our phone so we can watch the video on our phone remotely of what's happening in the house. And I'm sure Russians are hacking this technology. I hope mine's encrypted well enough. I read a lot on it. Hopefully, there's no Russian guy watching my house right now as my dogs run around. Anyways, so I've been watching Caesar Milan as a way to figure out why they would bark when they hear noise or people walking by while we're not home because that's what we're seeing the cameras. I mean, they're not, you know, roaring like lions, but I still don't want them to be a disturbance to other people. Apparently, I just got to be a calm, assertive pack leader and put them in a calm, submissive state. That's pretty much what Caesar says the whole time. I don't know what he means by that, but I'm trying to do as what he's doing with all these other dogs. So far, it's not too bad. And you know, he says something about a tired dog is a good dog. So basically, run your dog out so much that all they do is sleep all day. So that's the advice I'm following. Hopefully I can whisper to my dogs while they snore their way throughout the day when they're so tired from us letting them out. We'll see how it goes. But sometimes I feel like Caesar's philosophy of the tired dog is a good dog. Somebody who's letting out their energy tends to be more calm. Because today's story about something that happened the final show of this weekend when I was at Laugh Lines Comedy Club in New Westminster. And this particular person could have been a much better person if she was a tired person. So here we go. The story of Rosa the Bachelorette. Now make sure you support this podcast if you enjoy the episodes by going on audibletrial.com slash 
for a 30-day free trial and a free download of an audiobook. It's going to cost you nothing. All you got to do is try out their services, check it out, see if you like it. If you don't, you can cancel after. There's no any type of hidden charges, no catches. Just check it out at audibletrial.com slash sunsmiley. You can feel free to cancel at any time you like. Now, I just want to preface by saying that all the shows at the club this weekend were great. First show was hot, second show was even hotter, and then the final show, the crowd was actually quite nice. They're very nice crowd of people. I mean, it's a late show, it started at 10.30, so you can tell the energy level was low, but they're very tentative, a lot of fun, except this one thing happened. So, you know, we're in between shows, between the early show and the late show, and people are coming in, you know, they're paying their tickets, coming in, and suddenly this bachelor party of 10 women comes in. And they're not your typical bachelor party. Usually bachelor party are women who are young, you know, in their 20s, mid-20s kind of thing. You know, they're excited. They're here to have a good time party. They're one of their girls is getting married. So, you know, it's time to let it loose. This bachelor party was a group of women, I think in their late 50s, early 60s. And one of the ladies, name is Rosa, because we find out because she screamed it out so loud throughout the whole show was getting married. So Rosa and her gang comes in, and Rosa is holding a giant cup that's shaped like a male genital. It's a very phallic, very veiny cup. So she's there. She's buying the tickets. Now she got the tickets, and immediately the ticket guy comes to comics in the green room, myself included, goes, you know what? These girls, or these women ladies, and they're not exactly girls, these ladies are going to be trouble. Just by the interaction of buying tickets alone, the staff know this is not going to be good. So anyways, the manager decides to sit in the back just in case they get too rowdy if they're in the front of the room. So show starts. The host goes on the stage, you know, interacts with the crowd a little bit, engages the bachelor party in the back because they want attention. You can tell, you know, they're cheering, they're making noise, they're talking. So this host engages Rosa and her friends a little bit, you know, friendly banter kind of thing, just to get things going, give them what they want so we can move on with the show. The host does some more time, gets off stage. Now the middle act gets on the stage. He starts going his set. It's going well. And then... Rosa and her friends start talking. Not like minute chatter about what they're going to order next, but like town hall discussion in the back of the room. So obviously this throws off most of his comics. We don't like when people are talking to the crowd. We're here to you know, do material we honed over time. We're here to perform. It really throws off our timing. You know, If you're heckling or doing any noise, you're not adding to the show. You're hurting the show big time. Anyways, so the middle talks to Rosa Table, say, you know what, can you guys please be quiet? It's really throwing us off and you're ruining the show for the rest of us. So they actually, you know, be quiet. They sat there in silence, but little does what the middle know as we are standing in the back, Rosa gets up and goes to the staff and complains about the comic. They're going, you know, I don't like this guy. He's not good. Can we get him off stage? And the staff is annoyed because they know they're trouble. And, you know, the middle act is doing great. Everyone else loves him. 
They just don't like it because they just got told to be quiet. So the staff tells them, you know what, go back, sit down. And then they get up again. They go to the host and say, you know what, I don't like this guy. Can you get him off? And the host goes, you know what, just be quiet and go sit down. This is ridiculous. You don't go to a movie theater and tell them to turn it off because you didn't like the movie halfway through. Anyways, they sit down. Middle half finishes his set, gets off. They sarcastically cheer for him like a bunch of jerks. So I get on the stage. So I'm on the stage. You know, my set is going well. And about 10, 15 minutes in, Rosa and her friends starts talking again. You know, to the point where it's so overpowering that the whole crowd is uncomfortable. So I engage them. I say, hey, I know you guys are getting married. Um, are you guys okay back there? I wasn't offensive, aggressive. I just, hey, are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, I just want to make sure you guys are okay. If you guys, do you guys need more service? Do you need the staff to come to you? Because, you know, it's, just, it's a little bit, you know, distracting. And then you can hear Rosa screaming to her friends, like, you guys should tell him. You should tell him. And I was like, what, what are you guys going to tell me? And then at that point, the staff has intervened because now it has completely disrupted the show. So I guess what the staff said to them, and they said to me after, is the staff said to them, you know, can you please quiet down? And because if you do it one more time, we're going to have to ask you to leave. They're not demanding them to leave. They're asking them, please be quiet. And if you do it one more time, then we have to ask you to leave. They're giving them one more chance. They're actually being very nice. At that point, Rosa gets up with her phallic sword in her hand and goes, and just screaming at the top of her lung, goes, you, I have to leave now. They're asking me to leave. And she points the phallic thing at my face as I'm standing on stage. She's in the very back, goes, look at you. You're so funny. I have to leave now. And I was just standing there. I was like, what is going on? I didn't heckle you. I didn't get aggressive to you. I was asking if you guys are okay, if you need any help. So she does this, just screaming top of her lungs. I got to leave now. You're so funny. You got to leave now. She's walking across the show to the other side. This whole thing probably lasts about three or four minutes. I'm just standing on stage in the spotlight looking at them. And the whole crowd's looking at them leave. And as they get to the end of the hall, about to go downstairs, I just said something like, you know what, this is actually pretty good. I'm trying to diffuse the situation, you know. You know, it's not a big deal because, um, you know, she's actually doing the show for me. You know, I just kill five minutes of my time. She is my show. And now I don't have to do as much time as I'm contractually obligated. So the crowd laughs. They have a good time. So I said, let's give a round of applause for the staff. So everyone's applying the staff for doing this. And as they disappear in the stairway, I... You know, I'm trying to bring the crowd back and say, you know what, everybody, let's just take a moment and think about who the real victim is in this whole situation. It's the man that she's going to marry. And the crowd just went insane. They were applauding. It's like, oh, my God. And I said, you know what, because that, whatever happened there, that is forever. He's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. And I was doing an impression of him going, no, I have to leave now. This marriage is going so well. I have to leave now. So, you know, the crowds, you know, finally back. I got their attention back because they didn't want this weird energy in the room. And I guess when I said that, Rosa was still at the end of the hallway. She heard it and she turned around and she was about to charge the stage. So both the middle act and the host, the comics had to block her and say, hey, hey, you're not getting on the stage. You did what you had to do. You had enough because he didn't do anything to you. You did this to him. He has all the right to bring the crowd back. So I guess the manager got involved in trying to get her out. And as the manager trying to get her out, she choked 
the manager. And so now the police is being called. The police station is right across the street from the club. Police comes over and takes Rosa away. And this is the biggest turning point in the story. As Rosa is being taken away by the police, she turns one of the comics, who is from Detroit, Michigan, she looks at him and says the most Canadian thing ever. She goes, I'm sorry. And she walks away. And it was just so hilarious that we can't stop talking about it. Because you're sorry, you did all the stuff, and now the last thing you're going to say is you're sorry as the police is dragging you out of the club. Anyways, that is the bachelor party I had to deal with this weekend. And if you like to come to the live show, I don't know if this is going to happen again. It was not staged. It just, nobody wants this to happen. But if you want to come to the show, hopefully this doesn't happen. Hopefully it's just a very attentive, professional show. Um, this Wednesday, on April 11th, I will be at the Great American Casino in Everett, Washington. And this Friday, on April 13th, I will be at Otter Brewing in Tacoma, Washington. Next weekend, from April 19th to April 21st, I will be at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club in Vancouver, British Columbia. And the weekend after that, from April 27th to April 28th, I will be at the Drop Comedy Club in North Bend, Indiana. Now, in the end of May, I will be on a Asia tour in Singapore and Taiwan. If you want to check out those dates for the Sun of Smiley tour, make sure you go on my website at kingedhill.com. And that is this week's episode. I'll see you next week at the same time and the same place with a brand new story on being the Sun of Smiley.